The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleiner. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour. Power of water has been the focus of our show for many years now, soon seven. As I've said to you many times as a listening audience, years ago when I was asked if I'd like to have my own radio show, I said, I am going to discuss water, 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 and the future of water and our planet Earth and the solar system of our influence around the solar system with water because we know that Earth has water. There's some At the beginning of the show, I always talk to you about certain things that are going on, and here soon we're going to have a website for you to come in and look at the descriptions of what I'm talking about worldwide, about some of the conflicts and the water wars that are happening, and within the United States, the conflicts that are going on um, over water. Most of you know I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and my focus on water has been the air, the water in the air, the water vapor in the air. And that, two billion years ago, the Earth has, was surrounded by water vapor. And then all of a sudden, the Earth began to grow species, life began to grow. Water vapor it has an impact on your everyday life that is an influence on the fresh water on the ground, the ocean waters, and the cloud system. So as you're listening today with our very exciting guest, Dr. Comp- Michael Campagna, he's a Ph.D., I'll tell you about him in a minute, you'll listen closely at what he has deci- determined in his evaluations of what is happening out there with water with all the many years he's studied. Before we go into Michael Campagna, I want to announce Kenya is so excited. You know all the controversies that they've had, and a lot of people have not understood the, conf- the conflicts have been over water for a long time in Kenya. But they did have, discover an aquifer, and we'll have that on site, that's going to give them many, many, many years of water that they're very excited about. It's going to be able to provide them about 40% of what they need. And, um, and it could be for up to 70 years of what they need for Kenya. Um, that'll be on site. Uh, we have uh, uh, different water descriptions on site that are going to be discussing what is happening with Florida and Georgia. The water wars, and the topic of it said, the water wars are rising between states. Florida and Georgia, Florida is suing Georgia over a condition 
with the uh, some water resources that well you can go over to look at it on our site here soon. Uh, you'll be able to see what is going on out there by coming over to the Sharon Climate Hour and looking on the water research sites of water conflicts and water analysis and wars and what is happening. It's going to be very fascinating. We're hoping that you will decide to join all of us that are involved in this water campaign, that we want to get our focus on not the conflict of our personalities and our emotions and what is happening out there politically, but we need to start getting behind each other and focusing on life on earth will not uh, exist without fresh water on the surface. The water vapor in the air is influencing that fresh water every day. And can you imagine what is going on in China? China is in uh, uh, the water vapor in the air is contaminated and causing an enormous crisis of pollution to everybody's lives that they're not even able to escape. So when you come over to our site on the Sharon Kleiner Hour, be SharonKleinerHour.com, here soon you're going to be able to see a lot of these reports and we'll help you keep up with it so you don't have to dive in and do what we do every week to source out the information. Well, Dr. Michael Companion is a Ph.D., professor of hydrogeology, and um, water resources and College of the Earth, Oregon, and atmospheric sciences, past president of American Water Resources Association, vice president of the Oregon section, American Water Resources Association. His topic today is going to be water for mega cities challenges and solutions that he's going to discuss on uh, September 16th and 18th uh, about what is happening in Beijing, China, and the upcoming 2013 annual Water Resources Conference on November 4th and 7th in Portland, Oregon, and he is at the Oregon State University in Corvallis. We're going to bring him on after we listen to our sponsor, and I am really looking forward to this today. I think Dr. Companion is going to give us a world of information. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know that at the surface of your eyes is water? That is what provides you your healthy vision. You have vision impairment if you have too much evaporation, and the water vapor of the air is maybe not absorbing to assist you, but water in Nature's Tears Eye Mist is that handheld portable device of mist to provide you the humidity to, to mist the eyes for what is necessary for the eyes to maintain that 98% water. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Dr. Campana. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. 
all natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Michael, are you with us? Uh, yes, I am, Sharon. I'm right here. Oh, wonderful. I have been looking forward to this. I was reading about your dedication and your background and your education and experiences and You've uh, really come a long way with water, Michael. <laughs> um, well, that's that, that, awfully kind of you to say that, Sharon, and I appreciate your um, asking me to be on today. And it seems like you um, listening to the intro of the show about things that you hear are going to save your life. I hope you're not putting all that pressure on me. <laughs> well, Michael, I'm going to tell you, uh, I, I disagree with that one. Uh, I think there's no pressure it's a reminder, and, and you can't. Uh, uh, their education, education is vital to people worldwide, and the lives that will be saved will be people who decide that water is a priority to all life, and it must be. It should be the number one focus. Michael, you can tell our audience too. I'm sure you've studied it. My husband's from Holland, and so oh. far back in time, Holland. Their, their, their only political motive and focus were their water boards. They knew water was vital to the country of Holland and the Netherlands. Um, yes. And way back. But tell us, first of all, before we get into this today, um, tell us a little bit about your background and uh, why you, you, didn't, you didn't change your focus. You stayed right with water. Well, well, it's 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 actually a good thing to be in these days, and uh, you may find it hard to believe, but when I got out of graduate school, and this was way back in the um, mid 1970s, uh, it wasn't all that easy finding a job in water. Uh, people didn't really know what to do with your background and those kinds of things. So, um, but I, I've been around for longer than I I care to admit doing water for about 40 years, and uh, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not a native of Oregon. I'm originally from the New York City area, actually born in Manhattan. But I, came out, I, I came west in 1970, and except for one year in Atlanta in the early 80s, I've been out in the west ever since and uh, started out in the Reno area, um, University of New Mexico for 17 years, grad school at University of Arizona, and I've been in Oregon uh, for about seven and a half years. Mm-hmm. And um, I learned my water in Arizona at the University of Arizona. And, of course, as, as I'm sure you realize, Arizona is a dry state. And it's funny, I'll get comments from people saying, why did you go to Arizona to study water? Cause <laughs> they don't have any, because they don't have any there. And I look at them and say, I rest my case. That's that's where you go to study water, where it's uh, valued. Where, where they're finding it very important yeah. to have it a, yes. as a well, curriculum yes. <laughs> to study. Yes. Um, so, um, but um, I, I'm I'm what we call a water wonk. 
kind of 24-7. And um, it's, not just a, it's not just a job. It's really a way of life. And most of the people whom I know in the water business, if you will, um, it, it, it's kind of like that with them. There's something special about water. I'm not a very spiritual person, but there's something there about it that um you know michael you have just uh hit on where i come from and a lot of people have you ever uh met neil grigg over at colorado state um yes many years on. yeah i'm familiar with neil i met him many many years ago i've not yeah, been in touch with him, him on and i could go on and on have you ever uh, met dr uh, Dwayne cecil he's a climatologist uh been with nasa noaa um, unbelievable um, background. We've had him no. on, yeah, several times, and uh, been with the United Nations, traveled, and and dedicated, and and then about thirty years ago, for you to kind of know where I come from, uh, when I was studying stress and the, uh, what happens with people when they have a terminal diagnosis, and we get they get mm-hmm. so stressed, and the family puts the stress on them too. So I started studying stress, and then all of a sudden. Uh, Michael, I started studying the air we're living in, causing the stress. And then all of a sudden, I led to uh, the water and the air that nobody discusses, except for the word humidity. Uh, I led to water in the body. I went to water on the surface of the earth, under the surface of the earth. And, uh, Michael, I don't even go down a street anywhere. And if they've got a water main in the street that says, here's this little cat thing, W-A-T-E-R, I feel like I invented it. <laughs> well, I, 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 the word I, I, water. I am. I'm 71. I have been all my life. I'm a born Oregonian. I have been to Manhattan and been a guest speaker at Wall Street and the New York Men's Athletic Club. One of my products was in Bergdorf Goodman and High End Cosmetics, and I could go on. I've been all over this country, but Michael, I only discuss water, water, water vapor lives to be saved, our planet Earth, and what we need to have as education as human life to be healthy with water. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not, I can't argue with you, Sharon. You're, you're, you've hit, hit the nail on the head, so to speak. But I can't believe you're, you're 71. So, <laughs> I um, am, but I drink a lot of water. <laughs> I guess, and if, I guess so. if anybody well, wants to make a lot of money starting up a new entrepreneur company selling water for slowing aging, just try it. <laughs> okay. But back to you and I and uh, what we're doing. Um, you've been up. To, you've done a lot. You've had a lot of experiences. And I want my uh, the audience that we have here globally that come in and listen to our show. Of what's your background, and you're dedicated, you've got a mission going, a focus going, but what are some of the challenges that we're running into? Let's start out here in the United States, because there is a, you know, it's been uh, reported that by, is it 2020, the United States is going to have maybe 40% less than they require. So tell us about what you've been learning here in the United um, States before we go abroad. Okay, one of the things that I that I I think people need to understand is that actually in the United States we have actually reduced our water use um, since about starting around 1985 or so. We've actually become um, better at using what we have, and when I say better, I mean um, industries have 
have realized that, look, w- water is a commodity. Um, we use it in our processes. The, the, the less water we can use, the better off we'll be and the more, the more money we'll make. So a number of industries, for example, some of the heavy manufacturing industries, um, the computer chip industry, they've realized that, look, we, we need to be more judicious with our water use, and that's happened. Um, now, so that Michael, mean... before you go on, and excuse me for interrupting once in a while because okay. I have to do that as a radio talk show host. We'll hear the person say something, and then I, I want to get it understood there. Uh, so here in the United States, they're getting better at um, how to be saving the water resource and not use so much. Are they learning to recycle it by doing that? Well, part of, part of it is recycling. Part of it is just better, for example, in, in some cases, better irrigation techniques to, okay, here we to, go. Grow, grow, to yeah. grow the same, same amount, you know, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Recycling has, is, has recently, I think, become kind of the darling of, of the, you know, the water um, management or the water industry. It's been a, we've been using it for a number of years, but now there, there is a stronger emphasis on using recycled water for drinking water, which some mm-hmm. people still find abhorrent. It's uh, the so-called mm-hmm. yuck factor. Um, mm-hmm. But that is catching on in some areas. So mm-hmm. um, th- this is not to downplay the future and the fact that we have no worries because um, our population is growing and uh, some industries require more water use, some of the, the newer industries. So we, we, we still need to be judicious about the way we use water and constantly strive to improve. And another thing that's a, that's a big issue, and this is particularly true in the eastern U.S. where we have cities that are very old, is the infrastructure is falling apart. Mm-hmm. There, there, there are pipes in you know Philadelphia and New York that are probably older than 100 years old. I've often thought cases, about that with Manhattan because they have such great water in New York. Yeah. But um, but, but it's, the it's, pipes, it's, uh, and I'm glad you brought up the pipes today. Yeah. The um, but um, and as I said, some of those pipes are are still wooden pipes. It's amazing. But in some places, they may be losing 20, 25 percent, maybe even more of the water supply to leakage. Mm-hmm. So now you may say, well, so what? That water is going back into the river. Someone else is using it. But to the utility that's losing the water, they have to say, my gosh, we need to get more water for our people because mm-hmm. we don't have enough. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're the city of Corvallis or the city of Portland or the city of Philadelphia has to go out and say, we need to get more water because we're losing water. And mm-hmm. so we, we need to invest a lot of money in our aging water infrastructure, not just pipes, but treatment plants. And learning to recycle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, this is why um, I I really was excited to have you on today and others like you through the period of time is, is we need to learn and focus on and start a campaign on our own, all of us that are, have recognized that water is a primary way for this planet to be healthy and I'll be here for a long term and make some plans. And um, the thing is, water, without the water, and then you heard me describe the water vapor. See, I all of a sudden moved my way over to also the water vapor and uh, because I noticed that when I was studying that 
the water vapor was here before the fresh water was on the ground and the influence of the fresh water on the ground and in the aquifers to the influence of water vapor and of course are now we're learning from Dr. Cecil and others the cloud system being affected. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're right about the water vapor. I mean, even for a minute, just for a moment forgetting about the you know, the immediate effect on, on, on life. It's the water vapor and the cycle of evaporation and condensation that drives our weather system along with solar and human, energy. human health. Yes, you're right. I'm not, I'm, yeah, not arguing yeah, at all. So human health was ignored. Uh, we had a Dr. Ray Pete on here. It was one of my favorite guests, and, and um, I had to interrupt him every once in a while. He was such a... Uh, um, unbelievable amount of information, and he was saying that that water vapor had not been studied. He started in '68. He's at mm. Wright University of Oregon, but so far back, we were both saying, "Why is it that science, for health reasons, wasn't studying more about water vapor as an influence and what to do with research and development with that?" But I said to him, "It's the the, the word patent almost destroyed." anything to do with what we need to do to bring a different science, to different research and developments and findings in science. If you can't patent it, they're not interested. <laughs> yeah. And a lot well, of water cannot be patented, although I will admit to you in the world, I found a method of patenting a water vapor with what I wanted to do with supplement that hmm. uh, to human life. But... Again, back to uh, what he was saying and what you're saying is that people, we, we've left the primary reason for life on earth to live behind. All these focuses that are going on, all these other research developments and projects are not the, are not the primary reason money should be invested is water should be first. There shouldn't be well, anything above it, period. Well, I- I, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, I, I, I feel the same way. And, and one of the reasons, you know, your, your Dr. Pete made a good point because water is so important to so many different scientific and social science disciplines that you oftentimes have people studying the same problem but from different vantage points. And oftentimes these people don't talk to each other. And you have, you know, you have one group of people, maybe the geologists in one area and the engineers over here and the public health people over here and the sociologists over here and the planners. And so one of the, one of the problems is just talking to each other, talking in a common language so that we can understand things like, oh, you're working on that. So am I. Maybe we can help each other. All right. Now, now that has changed a lot since I've been doing water. It, mm-hmm. th- th- there's more communication among people from different disciplines. And, you, and the layperson may find that kind of odd, but it's just the way it is. Science is, has often been siloed, as we say. In other words, you work in your little silo and you don't see what the person in the next silo is doing. And right now, there, there are a number of organizations and groups that are trying to break those silos down, but, it, but they're still there. They're still there. So, right. Well, and, and, and water has been there for so long, and it's kind of like you were saying today, and I had said, you found an intrigue, a passion, a mission. I found an intrigue, a passion, and a mission. That's the way research is done by individuals who have a focus, 
with a passion and they don't back off. And a lot of people think they're somebody could be crazy because they're so <laughs> on a mission, but there's something more powerful. And you said it too, a more strong faith in, in the power of what that puts you on that mission, yeah. Michael. And I yes. look at it my, my, with myself. I've had others say the same thing when it came time for water. I think uh, Peter Brabeck, the chairman of Nestle, if you've read anything ab- about him, he's got a mission. He's on a yes. mission for the world to recognize that water is a primary life source that we've got to take serious. And he is on a mission. And they've written it so startling to people. Why is it this person who's chairman of one of the biggest companies in the world of its kind in the world is putting, having a mission about water? It's because yeah. of life on earth will not exist and be healthy and the diseases will be out of control, even more so if we don't get on a focus and get enough people and get this, the world together on the focus of the reason the earth is here is fresh water. Yes. Agreed. Won't argue with you. That's what I tell. I should have you talk oh, to my so students. I'm glad you don't want to argue. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, Why would I ever interrupt then? <laughs> no, no, no. no. That's, we talk so hard, uh, like to interrupt. But the reason we interrupt, and beg with, bear with me today, I beg you, no, no, uh, is when I hear something, I want to find out before you get going so that oh. I can get the audience to understand what I was trying to think about at the moment. But now back to... Um, what is happening here in the United States? We're not finding a focus with, uh, on putting investment toward water. What is going to happen here? Well, that, 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 you know, if, if I knew the answer to that, um, um, I, well, I could give me an, resign. No, give me some analogy. Uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but um, to analyze, uh, what, is, what are we going to do, all of us, to, to get their focus on water? Well, Actually, there, there are a number of organizations and even, even utilities that, that supply water are making more of an effort, and this is important, to connect people with their water. Okay, now this may sound kind of basic and, and sound kind of silly, but oftentimes I bet if, if, if I walked around my community, which is a small city of 55,000 people, and I asked people, where does, the wa- where does your water come from? Okay, you know, some would say, oh, well, it comes from the tap, and then they'd snicker. But I suspect that maybe half the people, maybe even more, would not know exactly where their water comes from. And when I say exactly, I don't necessarily mean the exact name of the river or something, but they say, oh, it comes from the mountains, okay, or it comes from the Willamette River, or it comes from such and such. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, what does that have to do with, with, you know, the problems we face with water? And the example is that that when you get connected with your water, you're, you're, first of all, you're, you're more conscious of taking care of it, not dumping garbage and motor oil and all kinds of other crap into it. Pardon my French. I'm from New York. Forgive okay. me. Uh, but, um, um, and, and a number of places have tried this, and I think the most successful one has, has not necessarily been in the United States, but it's been, been the city-state of Singapore. They I was going to bring up Singapore to you today. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, but they have made, uh, and of course in Singapore they use a lot of recycled water, mm-hmm. okay? But what they've done is th- they used to keep their water sources and things kind of separate from the people, like, you know, no trespassing. They would give 
very nondescript names to their water conveyances, like Canal Number 1 or Canal Number 2 or something. What they decided to do a number of years ago, and this has been very recently, I would guess in the past decade, they started naming their reservoirs. They started naming their their canals. Giving them an identity to relate to. Yes, an identity, so that it's not just some piece of concrete, you know, moving water from one point to another. It's got a name. They let people, give gave people access to these Can places. Can I say okay. something there uh, sure. real quickly? Um, I agree with you. In fact, I noticed that with my research all these many 30 years and where I come from uh, with our company and what I do, people, it's, 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 what, what, you know what the greatest invention of all time has been? Michael is the invention of the word, a word set, a word for description. Yeah. Uh, we now live uh, all over the world with all these words to describe something. Somebody invented those words. Somebody invented the word chair. Somebody invented the word checkbook. Uh, I could go on and on and on. The words. Now we've got the Internet algorithm. People mm-hmm. thought that algorithm was invented because of an Internet. No, no. It was invented when the Indians and the native tribes and villages all over the earth wanted to have a ritual, and they'd get together and they'd create a rhythm among themselves to be able to be on the same page of, of whatever, the understanding. I think people lost along the way um, the, uh, what happened here that water is important to their everyday life, 100% water. They didn't even, when, when you talk water vapor, they're looking at you very startled too. And sometime among yourselves, bring up the word humidity and mm-hmm. the word water vapor. Now, they've heard of humidity, but they don't think of humidity other than they say, well, we're very humid today, or the humidity oh. is what today. But they're not recognizing the water that you're living in is like you're swimming every day, and this is what I do. The moment you're born and you came from the pocket of water from your mother's water bag, you entered into the area you're living in, in that delivery room, that spot. You're now living in water vapor like a swimming pool, but it's invisible. Now, I'll tell you what I did at a school uh, and the mountain, uh, Blue Mountain Middle School up in, upper, oh, by the way, in Upper New York on the Hudson. Oh, my um, gosh. They asked me to talk about water, and I was just so excited to get up that Hudson and go talk about water to these middle school kids. Well, they came into the auditorium. They wanted me on the stage, and I said, no, no, no. I'm going to be down below the kids because they had a theater-type setting. They brought in a lot of faculty members, Michael, and the because they thought it might be boring. Michael, I started out talking about them. The moment they were born, they entered in the air they're living, and guess what? They're water. They are water, and they're living in water, and this is how you're living. We brought out the muscles in water, the brain in the water, before I started studying about telling them more about water. And all of a sudden, at the end of an hour, they wanted 15 minutes longer, and they cheered because I took them to them their water. And people forget their water. We replace ourselves with water. And, yes. and, and we lost that with our words and our description. Yes. Yep. But we're going to take Please. a break and we're going to come back. Okay. And I, uh, but uh, relating to ourselves as water brings people to thinking, oh, my gosh, we better be serious. 
but we'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. And uh, we'll listen to our sponsor and be right back with this subject, water. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Michael, you made a very important point there that, like in Singapore, and we've had mm-hmm. rep- people in Singapore on the show. Um, of what they did. And they're so excited they didn't have to renew that contract. Uh, one of the oldest ones now can, they don't have to have any contract with Taiwan with one of them. They've done mm. such a good job. Um, they were dependent upon Taiwan for their water. I didn't realize that. And what wasn't it different in Taiwan? Because they were dependent upon yeah, it's Taiwan. It, you just made me question myself on water because they didn't have. They were and, and they were knew that someday if there was a conflict in time or whatever history, that that could be taken advantage of. So they wanted to learn how to recycle. I I, I think that everybody should be learning how to recycle. But it's like you said, the identity of water today. Is, is people uh, are starting to now take a notice of it, but but they don't identify themselves personally that they are water too. Well, that's you know that's a good that's a good way to look at it, Sharon. Is that if you realize that you're what seventy or seventy five or whatever percent water? Percent water. We replace yeah, ourselves that, with water. Yeah. Then then it's like wait a minute. This, this is me. I, I, I need I need to take care of this stuff. It's me. Right. It's my wife. It's my children. It's my dog. My cat. So it's, that's, it's that's, the breath that's of actually, life. It's, it's yes. talk about faith and power of faith. Every breath of your life is breathing the water, the water vapor, and and the water uh, the, the earth is doing the same thing. Earth is breathing the water, fresh water. It's extremely important. Yep. But back to now uh, going forward into the different countries, uh, 
we know that uh, Singapore has been recycling. Are there, you mentioned here in the United States, and this is what we, got me going toward these different directions. Here in the United States, they've been saving and getting better at it. But uh, recycling um, should be an investment that every company should be making uh, for their intellectual property values of futures as they've learned how to recycle the water that they require for their, for their uh, bottom line. Yeah, you're right. You know, another, I just thought, another um, governmental organization that's been very good at recycling is Orange County in California. Mm-hmm. They, they are, I would say they're probably the close to the gold standard in the United States about wow. recycling water. They, they have done a, a, a marvelous job, not just an engineering job, but you also have to work with the people, too, and you have to get the people to accept it. Mm-hmm. And, and and the people have to buy into that. Otherwise, all the engineering in the world isn't going to do any good. Mm-hmm. So, but, right, the people uh, and, have to be. But then that, that's a job for somewhere, some infrastructure to be able to keep them educated. Can, it's kind of like you and I are reminding each other about things that we might not have thought of before or remind us of something we already knew. We were inundated with so much communication today. We forget education, continually education, to keep people reminded of of wanting to uh, conserve and and recycle. It's kind of like sounds simple, Michael, but how many people, when you take a shower, a bath every day for so long, did not use the same towel? They don't have to use a brand new towel every day. That's right. their towel. And they don't, the washing, they could cut their, uh, the water, um, and half in a family just by not having to wash so many towels and clothes every day if they take better clo- care of their clothing even. I, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's something as simple as that, but it's probably too simple that people, people don't think about it. But they you don't know, think about it, but they have to yeah. be educated. Yes, but I think in general, utilities these days are doing a much better job. I know in Corvallis, we, we have a very good water utility. They're doing educational programs. I know the city of Portland does. And, and my old town, Albuquerque, uh, which, of course, is in a, in a much drier region than Portland or Corvallis, um, they, they did a good job a number of years ago when they were faced with a difficult water situation. And... Um, I, I, I think they've done a heck of a job educating the public, saying, look, these are our options. We can do this, we can do that, or we can do nothing, and we've got to stop growing. What do you want to do? So mm-hmm. um, I don't want to just mention that, that, that Singapore is the only place on the planet. There are places in the U.S. There's that, no that, end of places uh, yeah. wanting to learn how to do it and starting the investment, and it does take an investment, but... I'm saying to the world and to you, Michael, it should be the number one investment ever made in anywhere in the United States. It should be a priority of an investment. Everywhere it should be a priority of an investment. Uh, their water source should be always number one. Number one. Darren, could you, could you take a trip maybe to Washington, D.C. and tell them that? Well, I'm getting ready to get out from behind this desk every day, and I'm ready. <laughs> Okay. I, I okay. am. I tell you, I have. Uh, I often think about it. But when I decided to launch one of my products many, many years ago to show to the world that the skin is dehydrating, the body is dehydrating too quickly because of the air we're living in. 
So I launched one against the French product, Evian Spray Water for Skin, Michael. I go out many years ago, and I got every single high-end store, Nordstrom's, Neiman's, Bjorn Bergdorf, Goodman, New York. Uh, I've done personal appearances there, too. I went all over, and Michael, I talked on high-end cosmetics just like I'm talking to you today. Um, You're evaporating too much water. Your skin is going to have more melanoma disease and time than ever any disease that we're living in a contaminated world. I talk about the indoor conditions and outdoor uh, because of the insulated windows and walls and forced air heating and cooling, just like this. And people would line up down the hallway waiting for the door to open for me to talk about water and how to mist. (laughs) So I'm getting ready, Michael. I have paid my dues. And um, But back to you today and what you've been doing with your uh, mission now, um, I noticed that you're going to have a water conference coming up in Portland, Oregon. Yes. Actually, it starts uh, four weeks from today at the um, Red Lion on the River uh, Hotel right there on the Columbia River. So, yeah, it's the um, American Water Resources Association, which I uh, used to be president of, but um, I'm co-chairing this conference along with my colleague, Brenda Bateman, who mm-hmm. works for the Oregon Water Resources Department. So. We expect to have uh, 500 or so water wonks for four days just eating, mm-hmm. drinking, and sleeping water and perhaps mm-hmm. maybe some of Portland's brew as well. Um, and the one thing, I don't want to sound like a shill, but, but the one reason I enjoy being in the American Water Resources Association, it is by definition a multidisciplinary group. Mm-hmm. So if I go to one of these conferences, which, of course, I'm obviously going to, I'm not going to just speak to people who are approaching water from my perspective, from that of a Uh hydrologist. They're going Uh to be um, policy people. They're going to be planners. They're going to be a a couple of attorneys, biologists, engineers, whole ball of wax. So you get to learn from each other and find out who's doing what. Uh And um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It, it, It's been... um, you know, putting it together has, has been a, uh, a, a, an effort, but it's been kind of an effort or a labor of love. So mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. Now, are you running into the challenges, of course, for the budgets and the money? And uh, again, and I'm saying today, yes, when I get out from behind this desk every day um, here soon, um, that uh, when we get to Washington, D.C., and the impact I want to make is a priority of investing for intellectual property values for the United States of America and every country of the world should be their water resource, like Holland did, other countries did so far back. We have to remind everybody again about what pe- the priorities of our forefathers so long ago, what they did for water. Yeah. Yes, we are. We are running into budget issues, and you know, you spoke about the Dutch and your husband being Dutch. One of my, I, I, I love sayings. Okay, I like one of my favorite sayings is "No policy without a calamity," and it's due to the Dutch. I don't know which Dutch person said it, but I think it illustrates the, the way we operate. And it's not just in the U.S. It's it's most other places as well. You wait until something really just collapses, oh. and then it's like, oh, my God. And then, and then I think you, you try to fix it, and I'm not sure that trying to formulate a policy in, you know, as soon as something bad happens, because then you're just looking for Band-Aids. Um, 
I, I don't think that works too well. And well, I'm it worried. It's never been proven. It's, it's disastrous. And right. today, now, what we'll do is we're going to lead your background into China. Look what yes. is happening in yeah. China. Yes. Yeah. They, they work um, so hard, yeah. and they've come so far to accomplish what they've been doing uh, for, with the rest of the world, and all of a sudden, and now they're having to admit the World Bank, as you know, admitted about admit, announced last week that the people that are dying because of their water crisis—I mean, no, because of their pollution crisis—I call that contamination of the water vapor that is causing a pollution contamination to their rivers, their air, their food, and their walk of life. Yeah, yes. They, they, um, th- they have, I think, far more serious problems than we do simply because they have about uh, four times more people. And even though parts of China are blessed with abundant water, they're, as you mentioned, they're contaminating that water, and um, they're also thinking about doing large-scale movement of water from, say, the southern part of the country, which is generally wetter, to the northern well, part. Well, from the Himalayan the, mountainside, right? Yeah, the, right, the, the Himalayans, and, and then moving it up towards the Beijing area, which is having some real problems with, with their water supply. So. Right. They're faced, and they're actually doing this. I mean, they've, they've started doing this project. And then they're talking so, about uh, between uh, the water resource that's going into India also yes. influencing that, and there's going to be a real problem eventually yes. uh, on that we talk about the water crisis wars and the conflicts is that uh, India is having water problems. Yes. And uh, and their side of the Himalayan mountain side there, and the water that they have coming from that to give influence their waterways, they will. Uh, I'm sure there will be an enormous conflict over the fact that anybody tries to alter that water. And China is talking about that too. Yeah. Yes. There. Um. And 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 you mentioned the other countries, particularly in India, but also the other ones in Southeast Asia, particularly those that rely on the Mekong River. Mm-hmm. Which is a which people don't realize. I mean, it's a, it's a great river, but it's also one of the greatest freshwater fisheries in the world. And okay. so, a lot of people rely on the food, the protein that's produced by that. And if China dams more on the Upper Mekong, which is called the I think the Likang River, or in China, then the downstream countries—Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand—they're um, they're going to have some problems and. Mm-hmm. Um, not just with maybe water supply, but also with what are they going to eat? Are we, you know, where's the Well, it, this is right. We're trying to keep people alive and, and slow down the diseases because people are evaporating too quickly, and our soil is too. And how are we going to grow these crops? But, you know, this is something that you were saying earlier, that now they're learning new uh, techniques to how to water the crops without as much water. They're right. learning to recycle, and, and uh, the, the irrigation systems have, have improved. Yes. Uh, we've had on our show, um, Michael, out of North Dakota, one of the largest organic family growers in the country, and what, what, they, what they do with the air 
um, to be able to draw that moisture out of the air to the soil. So they, they don't, ha- they, well, they don't get the rain. They get hardly any rain in that area, but they don't have to use as much water. Hmm, really? Interesting. Uh huh. In fact, I should connect yes. you with them. Yes, you, you yes, should. Yes, yes, it is very example. fascinating to listen yeah. to them, what they did with the soil. And stop and think about it. If you take your soil, and you till it up with certain, like uh, the hay and the manure from the cows that are uh, dropping on the hay, and you go out and you till that into the soil, the hay and the manure from the animals puts a heat in the air. Then the moisture in the air, the water vapor, they attract. And that brings moisture down into the soil with having to have less irrigation, and they learned how to do that a lot, a way back. Uh, there are things to do. In fact, I've even said it so far back. I was in a meeting one time with the government and the Forest Service here in Oregon, and I said, why isn't it with all the famous scientists and the most wonderful, talented scientists that we have in the United States Forest Service, you didn't work with the timber industry. You should have come in and said, hey, can we help you? We need the economy. We have people have their jobs. We're building an economy. We're sending timber around the world. And so far back, you should have gone in and said, let's plant a tree every time. And, 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 and work with Jerry Barnes, who's a genetic specialist, and how to grow that tree a little faster. Uh, we didn't, they didn't do that, Michael. Yeah, well. And, and you know, maybe. that's why you said here, why aren't they thinking ahead? They don't think until why, when. And they turn, they, uh, the timber industry of Oregon is practically a ghost town. Uh, yes. wouldn't, wouldn't it have been something? And you, know, you can't expect the timber industry to be in the petri dish business to study. The <laughs> United States Forest Service could have done that with them. So, and that's what I do. That's what you're doing with your background. We're teaching individuals about what we're learning as we go and then keep that education moving so that people can see that water is a primary source of life. And, and, and let's catch up and be proactive now. And we can be proactive, but we gotta get, we gotta get this show on the road, Michael. <laughs> I, 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 again, you're doing it with what you're doing. These conferences are well, wonderful. That, well, not just, you're right, the conferences, but it's also, I have to put in a plug for teaching. I mean, I've, I, I've got some amazing students these days and, 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 in, in in general, I see some. It, I, I'm just amazed at how smart these folks are. And um, you know, I, I I used to be pessimistic about the future, but I I actually think the more I teach, and the more I'm exposed to some of these students, the less pessimistic I am. That I okay, think. Okay, let's that, stop that, you there. Uh, and I understand where you're coming from. What about the students today that is showing you a more promising? Um, concern and, and, and wanting to have a better education and they obviously want to be teachers and be involved in their professional careers to be involved with the water out there in some direction. What are they, what, what made you feel that there is more promise now? More, more well, focus on it. Well, I, I think that first of all, there's no question they have better access to information than when I was in school. And there I'm referring go, mainly, mainly, mainly to the, the Internet and, and the electronic resources. That is unbelievable. But, mm-hmm. but they, they also have the ability, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm 
probably glad the Internet wasn't around when I was in school because there'd be too much information. But what some of these students are doing is, is developing techniques to, to look at this information, be able to fathom something or derive something from it instead mm-hmm. of just seeing a bunch of numbers or a bunch of statements or something like mm-hmm. that. They're, they're looking to other disciplines to find out so, or discover solutions to their problems. They're not in their little silos like I was when I was in graduate school. So, and I, and I think, that, and, and some people may disagree with me, but I, but I think there are more students these days who are more concerned with making the world a better place <laughs> than just going out and getting a job and punching a time clock or whatever you do for X number of years. Now, I'm not saying that, that you have to, you know, to give away your talents, but, but they want to do something that is going to have an impact and is going to make people's lives better. And I think, I have to say, in fairness, I think these students have been there all along while I was teaching, but I wasn't looking for them. That's what I tell oh, people. Okay. And, and I wasn't looking for these students, so they weren't coming to work with me. And now I'm looking for them, and they're like everywhere. Mm-hmm. They, you know, so when I see this, and it's not just the American kids, it's the foreign kids too. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really enthused about some of the students I see. I come away from conferences sometimes just shaking my head, saying, my gosh, how did that, how did that 23 or 4-year-old figure out, blah, blah, you know, this? So I, I just think that in addition to having, uh, you know, more access, they, they also have better perception and, and, a, and a willingness to look outside their little boundaries, their little boxes, and look at other boxes and try to bring boxes into their box, all those kinds, all those cliches. So, and again, I, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time with this. Oh, no, 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 I, no, I, that's what you're I'm here for. I'm, you're here for that. I'm just amazed. And I bet yeah. you you find these students, too, when you go talk to students. I'm sure oh, you I must find uh, students, business individuals, uh, all walks of life. You know, uh, Michael, how would you have liked to build your career up in water missing people's faces? <laughs> oh, that's. In fact, I have a PhD from China, Dr. Cho, and she said, Sharon, I know for a fact people had to give you a bad time years ago. They thought you were probably crazy. And I said, oh, yes. Well, I probably. <laughs> and I paid my dues, and now they know I'm not crazy. <laughs> well, I don't think you're crazy, and I have to say, oh, I probably oh, wouldn't have had your initiative. I probably would have said, ah, the heck with this. I'll, I'll go do something simple well, like that. Uh, well, I have been, I'm a born Oregonian, and I have loved water. My parents, I grew up in Roseburg, Oregon as a young girl up until my sophomore in high school, moved to Portland, but and then to Grants Pass, Oregon, where this show is coming from. But, right. uh Back to an Oregonian born. My parents fly fished on the Umpqua River. Uh, my grandfather had a cabin on the Rogue River. Um, I, I grew up loving the mountains. I love the, I'm a, I'm a water, everything water and fresh water. And, uh, so I found myself an endurance run and I didn't intimidate, nobody could ever intimidate me, Michael, about what I was believing that was taking lives. I noticed that they, in research and health issues, they were not studying the water vapor to be an impact and an influence. I'm still saying the evaporation of the body, your body, every, even the blade of grass, has an influence of what's going on in the air we're living with, the breath of life. It's kind of like Gene Cernan up at, up at um, uh, in his last uh, 
on the moon. Uh, he sat oh, back yeah. and he looked at the earth and said, that has to be God's porch. I truly believe people have to come to the fact, to a realization. They can call it anything they want. The face of that water, the face of that life, that's an organism of life. Water is alive. It has a life. And if we don't start taking it serious like you are and the world out there, make it a priority of number one issue. And it sounds like your students are noticing there's something compelling them to want to make this a, a, a focus of, of a career. And I, I think it was Dr. Neil Gregg said that he is just shocked when he started looking many years ago how many people are employed by water. It's one of the multi-millions of people employed oh, yeah. by water. Yep. Yeah. No, you but can, we're it, out it, of time. What would you like to tell them about uh, your conference coming up and how to find you on the, on, on the web? Well, um, if, if, if you're in the Portland area, it's, again, it's the 4th through the 7th. And if you go to um, www.awra.org, you can find out information about it. And if you want to find out information about me, my gosh, what do you do? You go to, you go to my WaterWired blog. I do a blog and a Twitter and if okay. you go to water, waterwired.org, uh, um, that's my and blog. Your last and name, you're Michael, and C-A-M-P-A-N-A. That's correct. You've got it. You've got All it, right. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today. I enjoyed it. The hour went fast. I know. I, we'll have to do it I, again. I bet you'll hang up and think there's other things we could have said. <laughs> well, of course. But, but you, you have a much. nice day, and thank you for uh, for being on with us, and and bless you for what you're doing. Thank you, Sharon. Same thank goes you. to you. Bye. Bye. Well, we're out of time. What a show! And I always say, wow. And I want everybody to know when I do inter- inter- um, interrupt, it's because there's something I need to ask or say at the moment. Um, to, to bring some other issues out or other subjects out for the audience that we represent. Embrace your life. Every single moment, it is that precious, but so is somebody else's life. Embrace theirs. But earth whispers, earth is whispering, never say goodbye. Leave something of yourself behind. Get involved with water with us. The water issues are exciting. It's like the doctor said, you should become such a strong faith with it. I want to thank you for listening. You have a nice day, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.